Hello and welcome back to the Barron Alumni Podcast Series, a series dedicated to showcasing the journeys and experiences of Barron alumni and former educators, featuring your new host, Linda Makunda. This episode has been brought to you by the City of Barron. Be kind, be strong, be together, be Barron. You can contact them at 715-537-5631 or look them up on Facebook. Hello, this is Linda McCunda, and sitting with me today is Barron High School alumni Tony and Kelly, and as I know them, the Wayman sisters. <laughs> so welcome and thanks for coming to meet with me today. So Tony and Kelly, I had the pleasure of working both of you as a coach, and then Kelly, I came to the high school when you were a senior, I think, and then I served as your school counselor. I've known your family for over 30 years, and it's been a pleasure to sit down with you today and just kind of talk about your journey. So my mission today is just for you to share your journey so we can share some of the amazing things that both of you have done since you've walked those halls of BHS way back in the early 90s, mid-90s. <laughs> oh, they look a lot different now, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, very true. I know both of you had very different experiences when you were at Barron High School, and recently you guys shared your story at the one of the annual National Honor Society banquets. Your stories are amazing and very inspiring, so I think it's only appropriate for us to share with the Baronary Education podcast series. So, Tony, we're going to start with you. All right. So, we just want you to share what year you graduated from BHS and just a little bit about your high school days and kind of what you thought. Oh, my gosh. It was so long ago. Um, <laughs> so, I graduated in 1991, and uh, when we were back at Barron High School, I was amazed at how much bigger it got. We would just had a little, it just was more of the sea. Um, that I remember and things like that. So just remembering about high school, I think just being worried about next steps where to go to school. I remember being nervous about that and trying to, to fit in. We only had a graduating class, I think, of 90 or 91. So we had a pretty uh, small group of people mm-hmm. that we'd all been together for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, how about you? Well, I graduated in 1994, which does not seem that long ago, but it was. <laughs> I enjoyed my time at Barron. I played a lot of sports. I had a lot of good friends. We had a very good time. I had very good teachers. I had a, overall a very good experience that set me up, I think, to do what I'm doing now. Yeah, I looked back because um, now recently being retired, I wanted to kind of see where the bubble was and thinking that you had the largest class. And actually, we had 165 kids in 2003 oh, wow. that graduated. But yes, you're right. Your class was about 95. Your class grew to about 140. You know, so when you graduated, Kelly, so uh, our class, we kind of like grew for a while there and then kind of went back. So, Tony, can you tell Mm -hmm. me, were there any significant moments or teachers or any events in high school that maybe made a lasting impression on you? Um, I really loved taking AP history with Mr. Waldusky. And I just uh, taught history in a different way. It wasn't dates and battles and famous people. It was a lot about social movements and Mm -hmm. change and how things happen that way. We had to look at the labor movement and we looked at different things of history. And I remember that was a lot of very interesting and really made me want to go more into learning more about history and social justice and changes like that. I also had a lot of fun with Mr. Skerritt doing the drama. Um, We did a lot of the musicals and that was always fun. It was a good group of Mm -hmm. friends to kind of connect with and you became close-knit until the yeah. cast party. Yes, yes, yeah. Actually, the musicals do that. They become, you know, yep. kind of that kind of a family within a family without having it. 
What musicals? Do you remember what they were that you guys did? Um, surprisingly, I just saw, you know, because we're stuck inside, on Prime Video, you could watch Carousel was one of them. Oh. And then Finnegan's Rainbow, I remember doing one. I think your friend, Bridget Cusick, Annie. did Annie. I remember oh, sure. being <laughs> being one of the mm-hmm. kids yes. in Annie. Yeah, we're uh, very blessed in there. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of music that, yes, you know, yes. that we had that our kids were very exposed to. So cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Kelly, how about you? Well, <laughs> I think probably one of the most memorable or defining things was obviously how you and I know each other through volleyball. Having two wonderful, strong women coaches with you and Sue Stefan, I mean, that just really changed, I think, how I grew up in those really formidable years of high school. Sure. Okay. And being, yeah, 91 to 94 grad and just walking different lives, more in the music and more in the sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. So from there, going on, you guys <laughs> both graduated. I know you did really well in your classes and then you went on to school. So Tony, can you tell us a little bit more about your post-secondary experience? Uh, yeah, I just kind of kept going to school. So I went to the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. I was really nervous about going to any kind of big, big school after Barron. I thought I would be af- was going to be afraid I'd get lost. Or So I went to the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire and I then I studied abroad when I was there. I went to Riga, Latvia and studied at the University of Latvia right after the fall of communism. So um, many, many, many years ago. And then when I came back, I worked for Jerome's Foods for a little while at that time, being kind of an intern. I went to graduate school in Minnesota at the University of Minnesota Humphrey Institute in public policy. So I have my master's degree in public policy, and that got me out to Washington, D.C., and when I was out in Washington, D.C., I worked for a couple of member, different members of Congress. I was a press secretary and a legislative assistant and just kind of did a bunch of those kind of political campaign type jobs for several years. And then 9-11 hit. It, uh, we had the anthrax happen there. I'm pretty sure that mom and dad weren't very happy that I was out in Washington, D.C. at that time. And it was scary. And it wasn't... Um, Everything was terrorism 24-7, mm-hmm. so when I was working on healthcare policy or changing justice policy or immigration policy, people weren't paying attention at that point in time. It sure. was just very interesting So um, and a little scary, so I came back to Minnesota, and I worked with a really good friend of mine on an anti-smoking group called Target Marketing, Target Market in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area for a couple of years, and then decided you know, I'd been waiting for a while and wanting to go back to law school. So in about my about 32, I decided, well, this is probably about time I do this if I'm going to do this. So I went back to law school and I chose to go out to the University of Colorado out in Boulder. And then I did my three years there and I've been um, an attorney now for 15 years. Oh, wow. It's already been 15 years that you've been doing that. <laughs> yeah. And loved Colorado and stayed there. Loved Colorado. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Met my future wife in Colorado so we mm-hmm. I think I told her one of the first times we came out and visited I, I think I made the mistake of bringing her out in um, December and it was so cold when you get off the plane your lungs oh. kind of go mm-hmm. and then I tried a couple months later saying well, you know could we ever move back and I've got a lot of friends in Minnesota politics I'd really love to work for this judge for mine back in Minnesota and she cried <laughs> so I didn't think we were going to come back to oh, Wisconsin or Minnesota anytime soon. Right. Cool journey. Yeah, really so. cool. And when you were in high school, you would have never predicted that journey for yourself oh, to do? Yes. No. So in high school, did you think you were going to be a, become a lawyer? 
Um, I, I mean, I thought and that was one of the many options that was I was, was thinking about. Thing? I really wanted to go into to history and be a, like a history mm-hmm. professor or a teacher sure. or something like that. But sure. um, yeah, just little things change yeah. along the way and you just kind of roll with them. Yeah. Well, law is history <laughs> and there's a lot. Yeah, you still are studying that. Yeah. All right. And Kelly, you, I remember you <laughs> talking a lot I, about your dreams. My path was a little different. I knew right from the get-go that I wanted to be a physician. It wavered a little bit in middle school. There was some other things, but as soon as I graduated, I I went pre-med at the University of Minnesota at St. Cloud, St. Cloud State University, and I studied there for three years in biomedical science. Um, I had an advisor there, and, and we didn't have a, a very close relationship, but I just remember him finally saying, you know, a lot of people want to be a doctor. (laughs) And that was kind of disheartening for me because it dawned on me that, yes, a lot of people were in all my classes. I didn't know that I was that different. I didn't know that I was that special. Um, And so then I actually transferred after three years, um, getting the bulk of my science done. And I went to Winona State and actually my undergraduate degree is in nursing. So I finished two years of nursing school there. I never took the boards because as the last semester I was able to get into medical school at Des Moines University Mm -hmm. so that's where I studied medicine. Mm -hmm. The one thing I remember about you in high school was you were looking at all the different classes that you could take to get yourself prepared. It's like, okay, that's pretty insightful, you know? <laughs> and then um, you didn't want to take the credit. You gave it to your mom instead. Saying, well, mom just says that I should. But anyway, <laughs> I just remember you trying to take all those sciences and all those classes. And you kind of had the foresight, which we do now. We do the, the Laude system instead of rank because you didn't care about keeping a 4.0. You instead wanted to take the tough classes so that you could get prepared. So maybe you were kind of that pioneer woman. That there really you go. Yeah. You should yeah. name it after me. But as a school counselor, I would talk about that, you know, and use you as an example because you wanted to do that. You wanted to do that very thing about getting prepared. So, yeah, I appreciate you doing that because that kind of paves the way when you can do it. So we expanded a little bit more on your career journey and where that led to you, but now you both have something else that's really special in your lives, and it's your families. <laughs> and so I know you've been really both very instrumental in your careers and still continue on with a lot of what you do, being a lawyer and a physician. But what about families? Do you want to start with you and talking about Andrea? <laughs> sure. Andrea and I, we've just moved from Boulder down to Denver a couple years ago because I uh, now work for Denver Public Schools. So we were both on the road a lot, and it's now been really nice that we both work and live in the same city and we get to be able to spend a lot more time together doing that and then just get to do some more traveling and taking Colorado's beautiful so you can just go up into the mountains and go hiking together. Her family uh, lives down south a little bit so we go down and visit them quite a bit. We get to go traveling every so often with Kelly and and my niece and nephew and going um, international with that. Hopefully someday we can do that again. Mm -hmm. And it's also been interesting now, um, Andrea and I have to work at home together because of COVID. So Mm -hmm. we've decided that we actually, if we can live and work together, that we're going to probably be okay. Sure. And she's in the medical profession, She does. uh, She's a director of medical education. So she helps physicians and companies provide additional education to doctors, especially on in respiratory Mm -hmm. illness kind of issues. So it's nice to have a non-lawyer. 
yes, yes. And Kelly? Well, I am married to Jason, who is a teacher, and he teaches at Stratford. He um, is also the football coach at Stratford. I have two kids, Jack and Tria, and they're both in middle school. And so that is our life. It is <laughs> my work and then school and sports and his sports and my kids' sports. And then, of course, we like to travel mm-hmm. as well. And then there's mom and dad. <laughs> yes, who still live in Barron. Yeah. And both retired. I think okay. they live, I would say, part-time in Barron. Oh, you sure. know? <laughs> because of traveling? They, they, they do the RV, uh, good traveling oh, and stuff. So, yeah. the so then yeah. you guys get to see them. And they're very involved with your, your children. They are extremely involved with Jack and Tria, and they are always there when we need them. And this, mm-hmm. the COVID thing has been interesting, just trying to work through that. Mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, you're it's blessed. nice to have them You're close. blessed to have them. So we have a nice summary of your career and your personal journey. So now what I want to do is I want to ask you just a few parting questions regarding Barron High School. In hindsight, is there one thing that you wish you would have done differently, Tony, when you were in high school? I think maybe to just be involved a little more for the the sake of being involved and maybe being a little bit more outgoing, not extremely outgoing, but to have a little bit more of those fun things to look forward. I think even though I didn't know exactly the path I wanted to take, I knew I wanted to go on to college and either law school or grad school. So I was always very worried Mm -hmm. about grades and making sure doing the right things as for college applications and and stuff like that and maybe not worrying about that so much and just doing the 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 fun things that Mm -hmm. um and and friends Mm -hmm. kelly would you say was there something that you i had a wonderful experience at Barron. it would be hard for me to say that i would change anything i probably should have put more effort in (laughs) into studying because i was busy with with sports and friends. you're just so active. Yes. And I think there's things that I, you know, it's, it's almost like if you could go back now and go to some of your high school classes and, and pick up some of those things, how much more would you have learned? Sure. But I had a, a wonderful well, experience. Well, the social aspect is, is great, too. Now, if I remember right, you guys had a foreign exchange student and a foster child that lived with you? We had a foster sister when I was fairly young. I was still in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a foreign exchange student when I was a junior and she was a senior, um, Stephanie from Germany. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a wonderful experience as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was really... Mm-hmm. And you visited, or she's come back to Barron? Or you she had... did come back and then we recently just connected again over Facebook, but that's kind of hit mm-hmm. or miss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Sue went to Barron also. And she was Barron High School and she, uh, that's our foster sister. Mm-hmm. And she was probably about five or six years older, so we liked having her because she could also then be the babysitter. Oh, um, so, sure. <laughs> so mom, when mom and dad would leave, we could ha- we, time we, we could just her. yeah, we didn't have to have some random person <laughs> or somebody yeah. else that we sure. we got to have Sue, and and she graduated from high school. And where too, is so. she these days? Um, Amory, Amory. Amory with with her family all around too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Very good. So. Anything personal projects you're working on right now? I know we're in the middle of this pandemic. Both of you are very involved in it just because of Tony, because you are working in the public schools as an attorney. Kelly, as a physician, oh my gosh, you're on the front line there, you know, with that. So um, anything that you want to share that you're working on right now or, or advice or something that you want to share with people as they listen to this? For me, being an attorney for a really super large school district, 
Denver Public Schools just recently made a move to end our contract with having school resource officers. And so all of a sudden we've had to do a lot of work on rethinking how do we do school safety and how do we make sure that we keep kids safe but also respect everybody's different experiences in their different variety of communities and growing up in traumas that they may have. And so right now that's been a big area that we're trying to work on in Denver. How do we address Equity mm-hmm. as a school system sure. because there's a fair, there's a fair amount of kids and even in smaller school district that sometimes get left behind yes. and how do we make mm-hmm. sure that they don't get left behind because they don't feel welcome at school mm-hmm. or they don't feel comfortable yeah. at school or safe yeah. at school yeah. that sense of belonging is so important or in, enjoy so important. enjoy yes. school I have to do a fair amount of our work for students that don't attend or need IEPs or special education services and just making sure that they feel like they belong in Mm -hmm. school and so that Mm -hmm. they can reach whatever potential they want to and it's not forced on them. So they can become productive people in society as well as feeling comfortable to do that. The school resource officers, was it because of some of the things that are recently going on that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Okay. we were the second largest school district after Minneapolis to just kind of look at that as an issue. They were noticing that uh, by having more school resource officers, we were having a lot more juvenile tickets being written, and they weren't always balanced as far as with the diversity oh, in, our, sure. in our school district. And so trying to figure out different ways. Mm-hmm. If we Sometimes by responding with the criminal justice system, that's too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. we need to look more in a advance with social workers and Mm -hmm. mental health supports Mm -hmm. and making people feel more successful and that their talents are honored and valued in in school and in class if we're waiting till the very end that's that's too late it's better to be proactive than reactive yeah and so that's where we wanted to take the money that we were kind of using more in that Mm -hmm. reactive space and do it more proactively okay all right kelly well um i think the one message that i would just probably share with I share with my kids, I share it with my patients, is it's okay to do what's hard. And don't be scared of challenges, whether it's with your health, whether it's with school, whether it's anything. Take those challenges on. We talked about it at the National Honor Society. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You can't control the outcome. Again, across the board, it comes with health, it comes with school, it comes with everything. Just do the hard thing, put yourself in it, and, you know, what will be will be. But I think that's important, and I just try to keep stressing that with everybody. Mm -hmm. So as we record this, you know, here we are, June 2020. Um, We're (laughs) in the middle of a pandemic, and in six months, I could sit down and talk to you guys and be very, very different. Mm -hmm. But I do really appreciate both of you of what you're trying to do in that front line and in different ways, you know, to try to help with this. So thank you very much and congratulations on a great career. And I know you have a little ways to go yet with it, but um, I wish you all the best. And I thank you very much for meeting with me today. Thank you. Thank you. It's always nice to see you. (laughs) And we are social distancing. (laughs) Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Barron Alumni Podcast Series, courtesy of the Barron Area Education Foundation, featuring your host, Linda McCunda. This episode has been brought to you by the City of Barron. Be kind, be strong, be together, be Barron. You can contact them at 715-537-5631 or look them up on Facebook. To stay up to date on future episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. 
To support and donate funds to the Foundation, or to become a sponsor of a future episode, you can visit us at www.barron.k12.wi.us and click on the Quick Links tab to find the Foundation homepage.